Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 28 of The Other Six Podcast. My name is Chad Boak, and I am your host. Joining me once again in the studio, our worship pastor and the author of the once-a-day daily devotional for golfers known as Fairway to Heaven, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Fairway to Heaven, Mr. Matt Collins. Matt, how are you today, sir? Uh, I don't even know what you just said there about golfing. I don't. I don't golf. But sure. I drive the golf cart. Yeah, you do a good job with that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, great. Yeah, I don't know how I wrote a book. You're on a it, good though. caddy. How did I write a book on it though? Because it's it, anyway. And joining <laughs> us also in the studio, our lead pastor Adam Bishop. Adam, how are you today, sir? We missed you last week, Chad. We oh, didn't yeah. have For any multiple other. reasons. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm wondering. I mean, who's going to beat me to GoDaddy to see if that's website's available fairway Fair to, to that's a Fair devotional book waiting to be written <laughs> how many people heaven. play golf you just really stumbled into something chad uh, well there you we can't go. be giving away these ideas for free my yeah, goodness uh, well we we can check it later on today my, and uh, get a hold of that that's so. fantastic i don't know how you come up with this stuff <laughs> it's really good you guys Fair have heaven. you guys have a good week everybody good yeah, yeah, man, this weather, my goodness. Yeah. I was talking to some people at church on Sunday. They're visiting family. Um, this is their first time in Alabama. So they've lived either in the Northeast or out West. So I'm like, so what do you think about Alabama in March? Like, <laughs> yes. this is amazing. You know, no idea that <laughs> Just wait could, till the, summer. the weather could be this nice. You <laughs> right, know? right. So you can't beat it. I yeah. mean, all weekends, beautiful yeah, yeah. weather. My kids actually went swimming <laughs> over oh, the what? weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to be doing yard work, and all of a sudden, my helpers are like in the pool. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, hopefully they don't get don't pneumonia or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, beautiful, yeah. We- beautiful weather, beautiful weekend. What about you guys? Anything fun? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was in Florida you, last week. Yeah, oh, so yeah, that was that's right. Where, where yeah. were you? Disney? Disney World. World. Matt not Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. I had to correct him. I, I, I watched the podcast. I don't know my Disney's. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, Disney World. No, Christy and I went down there. Some people. You know, yeah. I heard a guy say a couple of weeks ago that a uh, great parenting starts with a great marriage. Yeah. And uh, and so Christy and I went down there for our 16th anniversary. Hey, congratulations. And, uh, yeah, so that was fun. But the, you're talking about the weather. The low was like... 58, the high was like 75. Perfect. It was the Ooh, most perfect, perfect weather perfect. Florida's ever had. That's perfect. The last day we were there, it was in like, it was like 85 and yeah. humid. So yeah. I was okay, like, I yeah, leave that's now. great. Man. So, uh, <laughs> for y'all. But no, we had a good time down there. And uh, of course, me being the fan I am, we went to Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars land, and I had a, I had, I lost you my You bought mind. another saber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't go too much into that, but it was, uh, got, hey, like, they did it right. It was fun. They, I, I, we went down there last year and yeah. checked that out. My goodness. It, yeah. It's cool. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was it was a good time. And Matt, you had a good week, yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of reading and playing video games. Well, there you go. Great. <laughs> Matt really enjoyed the nice weather. That's right. Exactly. He did it outside. I he read it outside. Okay, That's good right. job. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And then the allergies kicked in. I was like, I gotta go inside. That is true. <laughs> right. Yeah, they come with it. So uh, so we we wrapped up a series this week. Yeah. Uh, we've we've been in this for what? It was five weeks long. Five weeks. Uh, not just a phase. Parenting in a post pandemic world. And, uh, Not just a phase, but it is just a series. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Doesn't stop here. Yeah. that's right. And uh, and we talked about prayer this past week. And uh, man, I really, I really liked uh, the message. I loved all these things we talked about. You know, these milestones and different things we can pray for. I found out that I'm making a bookmark, so that's going to be really, really fun. That we're going to get that out to folks. I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, <laughs> you just come up with things. I did. Yeah, he <laughs> I mean, wasn't in town. I didn't want to interrupt him on his trip. So I figured we'll tell him Sunday morning. Well, he comes hey, up. Man, he, he comes up to me backstage. He's like, "By the way, uh, you're making a bookmark this week." I'm like, "All right, cool, not a problem." Your team player. Chad. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no worries. Cool, uh, cool, cool. But Better I want... than me making the bookmark. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. But but it's I do a piece of paper here. Yeah. You go. yeah, that's right. It's just scribbled on there, yeah, uh-huh. copied. No, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, you know, I do want to kind of go ahead and let's jump into what we talked about. You know, we talked a lot about prayer, and I thought it was interesting. One of your one of your sub points, uh, one of the first points was you talked about how. Uh, Prayer was one of the number one weapons available to God's people. So the first question I want to ask you is, what makes prayer 
so powerful? And why is it such a big deal when it comes to parenting? Well, God is either all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, or he isn't. So hmm. I'm going to choose that he is. There's no in-between on that one. Sure. So if God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present, the greatest thing I could do at all times is talk to him about what's going on in my life. Right. And God could do more in five seconds than we can do in 50 years. Hmm. You know, probably five milliseconds than we could do in 500 million years. Right, you know? right. so, uh, so many times, you know, people that struggle with prayer, um, it's not really the struggle with prayer as much as it is a reduced view of God. So if we see God in his proper light, in his proper perspective, it's like, yeah, that's somebody I'd like to talk to. You know, that's somebody I need to access. God's already fully present in the future. So I think I'd like to talk to him about how to join him there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's also here with me right now. But I think what happens, it's just like what Jesus ran into in his time. There's too many Pharisees spouting off formal prayers, and it mm. gives this impression that, oh, that's how you're supposed to do it. Uh. And, um, you know, maybe somebody's been around church and, you know, they got intimidated because someone was maybe not even intentionally. Maybe that's how they pray, but it came right. off a little. So I think it can be intimidating. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's it's like I'm talking to God. Like, what am I supposed to say, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think it's a weapon, but I think it's a very underutilized weapon because it's intimidating. And then... I just think that we make way too many assumptions. Hmm. Um, you know, y'all go pray. You know, the disciples went, well, Jesus, how? <laughs> right. How do we do Jesus kind of told them, you know? Right. So I think we also have to teach people how to pray. I didn't know I could pray to go to space camp when I was 13 years old, but my parents told me I could. So you know what I did? I prayed to go to space camp. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to space camp, I was like, oh, God Lord. answers prayer. There you <laughs> go. So it's one of those things like you can cultivate it, you know, in people's right. lives. But the bottom line is when you access the power of prayer, prayer is just the mechanism to get the access to God, you know. Okay. So you're trying to get... God more into your life. But here's what happens, and y'all know this, when you pray, inevitably God aligns you more to his purposes. Hmm. You right. go to God and you, you got this list, you got this stuff, right. you got these yeah. needs, but you keep talking and God begins to help you see things from his perspective. He shifts your heart. He shifts what you really thought were needs. Like, now nah, those were just wants. And so really prayer changes us. Mm. Um, and that's the beauty of prayer is that um, how do you become more like Jesus? Well, you talk to him a lot. And as you talk to Jesus more, you begin to see more of how Jesus sees things. Sure. You know, he cults. I just heard this again, man, this weekend. I, I'm not trying to sound like the judgmental preacher, but some guy on Twitter, he's all been out of shape. He's preaching somewhere. I think he was at a seminary and he's all been out of shape over something <laughs> that's going on in our world. Sure. And he sure did seem bothered by it, but I'm not really sure he was broken over it. So Jesus is broken over that. Mm -hmm. right. Jesus isn't bothered by that, but he mm -hmm. is broken over that because the people he was so upset about are people Jesus died on the cross for. But yeah. like, unless I talk to Jesus, I'll be just like that guy, right. bothered, you know? Right. So prayer changes us. It shifts us to look at things more from Jesus's perspective. So how, how does that apply then to parenting? Like, how does that work when we're trying, you know, praying for our kids, but also praying about how we should parent? Yeah, I mean... Your kids are born, and you're like, amazing, miracle, wow. And by the time they're teenage years, you're like, get them out of this house, you know? <laughs> so, my gosh, you know, if I don't have Jesus reminding me every single day, whoa, 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 
children, blessing from the Lord. Say right. about you, big boy. Right. Yeah. You know, you put on your dad pants and get out of bed and quit being, you know, this. So I got to get some right size expectations of parenting. Right. Because most of my parenting up to this point has been a one way effort. Yeah. I don't really feel like they brought a lot to the table, Chad. Right. right. You know? <laughs> so I get like all high and mighty. Like, yeah. what the heck, these little spoiled brats? But then here's what Jesus reminds me of. Whoa, 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 whoa. My love for you is a one-way love. Right. You yeah. brought nothing to the table but your sin and yeah. your depravity and your issues and your problem. And I saved you, and you had nothing to do with it. Right. I pulled you out of that pit. You didn't even meet me halfway. <laughs> right. Okay? So, oh, yeah. Thanks, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right so that. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, Jesus is going to help me with a multitude of things, but in parenting, man, it, it can be tough. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, I say these things in this podcast because— People hear a preacher talking about parenting, they go, man, they just must read the Bible. <laughs> they just must sit around, sing praise songs before they go to bed at night. I bet their kids pray perfect prayers. I mean, if you knew what my house looked like on a Saturday right, night, it right. looks like your house, you know? Right. So I face, this, I face the same challenges and struggles as everybody else. So yeah, I mean, God has to right-size and remind me, faith right now with my boys is the faith to see them as men, hmm. not to see them just as boys. But if I'm not careful, the boy thing, the the frustration, the disobedience, like will begin to shift and mold my parenting more than the fate right. to see them as the men of God he created mm-hmm. them to be and right. the high honor he's given me to help mold them into that. Right. So yeah, I mean, it, I don't bring that to the table, Chad. Sure. I bring exhaustion, frustration, <laughs> right. wondering why they're not listening to yeah, the yeah. table. The Lord's got to renew my mind when it yeah. comes to these things. Yeah. I heard Matt Chandler say one time, a pastor of Village Church out in Texas, and he said, that um, you know, he gets home after a long day. He pulls up in the driveway, and he and he's just God. I, I don't have the strength to go in there yeah. and do this. Yeah. And he said that one day the Holy Spirit whispered to him, "No, you don't have the strength." That's why you depend on me. Yeah. And so he says that every single day before he walks in, he prays a prayer like, all right, God, like you got to do what only you can do. And I think uh, I think that's really powerful. It's something I've started doing. And, you know, it, it yeah, you can't do it on your own, but that's where our dependency on the Holy Spirit comes from. So many times people want these great encounters with God on the mountaintop. Right. And God says, I'll encounter you when you walk out of your car that's through right. the door <laughs> after right. work if you'll exactly. ask me for my power. That's, that's right. a good story. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about these seven milestone markers. Where did you come up with that? So, I mean, this is years of praying, years of talking. Um, I have not done this yet here at Vaughn Forest, but I will at some point. Um, I've done it at a few other churches I've served on staff. Um, interview my dad on Father's Day okay, oh, for the sermon. Fun. And, um, you know, he just shares a lot of great wisdom. I'm 12 years in, you know, to being a dad. And, and um, I talk to him a lot about these things. So these are things we've talked about over the years um, I experienced them as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, being prayed for and prayed over, and then having celebrated these things. Yeah, and then you know, becoming a dad. Now, you know, how do I do that with my boys? Um, leaning on him a little bit, but at some point, you know, it's got to move out of the organic, everyday nature of like this is kind of what to being a little more intentional. Mm. And I think that's what the last two years have done for me. Yeah, it's made me go you know, you better get your game plan figured out. Like, this is a new reality. Hmm. Like, this is something that if you're not intentional, and you've been doing this, you know, you've been doing this because your dad told you to do it, and you know you're supposed to do it. But if I'm not intentional, if I don't give myself, Matt, these like, okay, and I I just made up the term. You know, I don't don't even know if it's the right thing to call it. (laughs) But I'd I'd rather have a bad term that I can remember than no term at all. Okay, milestone marker. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to pray about these. And my boys have experienced some of these in their life. Most of them, they haven't. Mm-hmm. So I'm incorporating those things into my prayer life right now. 
And, and the language is going to be helpful for me to remember because my prayer life can very easily just be consumed by the here and now. Yeah. And, and there are times to pray about things going on in the here and now, but there's also time to set aside to pray about these anticipating the future, yeah. future spouse, you know, all of these different things we talked about and not let life pass us by. Mm-hmm. And I look up and it's high school graduation and I'm like, oh, um, I didn't spend as much yeah. time praying through I these big things that, as right? I should yeah. have. Yeah. So it's just simply meant to be a guide, you know, and, and that's all. And it, there's, there's nothing special about that language, but I do think the prayers matter. Right. Yeah. So it's just an attempt to bring clarity to these prayers we can pray for our kids. Oh, that's good. So that's one good. of the things you talked about in these milestones, you talked about dedicating uh, my child to the Lord. So like, is that a ceremony? Is there like a Rafiki, Simba, Mufasa, <laughs> like holding up on pride? Like what What do you mean by dedicating our child to the Lord? I kind of like that idea. Mufasa. We um, can do that here. We have a pretty big stage. Yeah. It's a circle of life, Chad. That's right. So uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure that's where we're going with that idea, but <laughs> no. anywho, um, there's a number of different ways to do this. Okay. So all three of our boys were born while I was serving at three different churches. So they've each been dedicated at a different church by a different pastor than a different way. Okay. And they were all great. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the, the point is that the parents are formally acknowledging this child doesn't belong to us. Mm. We're dedicating ourselves to raise this child in a way where prayerfully we are going to claim by faith the day will come where he or she will claim Christ Jesus as their own Lord and Savior. Gotcha. So for us, we like to do that in community. So we bring families out together. We do it in front of our church family. We ask our church family to pray a prayer over these families. I challenge the parents. We give them some resources to help them. And then we let them know how we're committed to come alongside them as they do this. Gotcha. So um, it's usually something that families invite grandparents and other family friends to come to. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, we take some pictures. Like we, we try to make it a memory. But um, again, it's just one of those things. I want our families in our church, when their child gets saved one day, to be able to tell them, yeah. hey, listen, this started long before you even knew what mm-hmm. was going on. Sure. You yeah. know, it's been fun for me to show my boys the pictures of their, they were all babies when we dedicated them. Hey, this is the day we dedicated you. Yeah. And look, yeah. there's Nina and Poppy, and there's Nana and Papa, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, there's Uncle Jason. You know, so they see like, oh, wow. Part of the way you build confidence in a child is help them see this story was rolling long before you came along. Sure. Yeah. So you stepped into a story. This is how God shows this, our his love for us. Mm. We stepped into a story that God's been writing for all of human history. It wasn't yeah. dependent on us. Right. right. He sent his son for us before we were even us. Right. That's awesome. Right. Well, you're yeah. trying to help your kids yeah. see that. Hey, there's been a story flowing here before you even aware of it. We dedicated you. Now you're getting saved. So the dedication is a part of that. And I think it's something that if you've never done with your kids, I would challenge you to do it. Yeah. Next one's on Mother's Day. You know, we'll do a few more during the year, but I mean, that's kind of a good day to do it yeah. on right. Mother's Day. We usually have photo booths set up on Mother's Day right. to get a big family <clears throat> picture after the baby dedication. Yeah. And we, I, you know, I sometimes default the baby dedication and I apologize. I'm projecting my own experience onto that. I shouldn't say that. It really is a child dedication. Gotcha. That mm-hmm. we, you know, the child can be any age. We dedicated a middle school student at our last child dedication. Oh, cool. So you don't have to, if you missed it, it's like, oh, I can't do that now. No, you can still do it. Yeah. So the next one's Mother's Day, and I think it's a really fun thing to do. So I know like in the Old Testament, lots of times when God would do something big, the Israelites, they would put these monument, monument stones. Yeah. Uh, I think they called them Ebenezer, stones of remembrance. Yeah. And uh, what I hear you saying is these ceremony, you know, this dedication is kind of a metaphorical monument, kind of a metaphorical stake in the ground that God has done something in your life at this point. When your kids are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and they don't live at your house anymore, can you rattle off 10 specific things from their time they spent with you? Wow. How many? This is the power yeah. of journaling. 
Like you write things down, you capture it. God says, remember, God says, get a pile of rocks and build a monument there. So, you know, you, you take the pictures, you write down the dates, you make the the memories. And so one day when they're gone, like you have those things, you know, and, and so much of our world and our life and our culture and our rhythm and our pace and our school system dictates those things to us. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. High school graduation is fantastic. I'll be there. That's not the most important thing on the radar. Right. So, yeah. you know, there are more important things for me to remember. That's not the biggest milestone marker in their life. Yeah. Right. And, and that is going to become less of a milestone marker since an entire class was like, nah, you don't get one. So right. like, <laughs> we talk about like COVID, you know, the great accelerator. Yeah. There will be more and more kids that go, I don't really see the big deal. Right. Yeah. So we've got to be really intentional as parents about what we hold up to be those <clears throat> milestone markers. Because yeah, sure. if we let culture do that for us, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. so these are some things you can be intentional about. I like yeah. that. All right. So when you say biblical manhood or biblical womanhood, what what do you mean by that? Yeah. So here's what society says. Hey, if you want to be a man, it's about how many women you can get and, um, you know, don't ever settle down. You know, uh, why on earth would, you know, you get in your late teens, early 20s, now it's your 30s, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you live it up, have a right, blast, right. you know, all these kind of things. And that's just a load of garbage. Hmm. So a man commits to a woman mm-hmm. for his entire life till death do us part. And he serves her. And then he's a dad who shows up. He's a dad who doesn't leave. He's a yeah. dad who doesn't walk away when things. This is what it means to be a man, mm-hmm. to walk with her. Ladies, here's what it means to be a godly woman. Okay. I don't have to go through the list of what our society tells you that's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. So you've got to give them a counter plan. Mm-hmm. By default, they will follow the ways of the world. Right. It's yeah. all around them. It's the air they breathe. So as the parent, you've got to be the one to guide them and lead them in that. And then you've got to be the one to help them see. Listen, like God has said that you are supposed to save yourself until you get married one day. That the and then you can have the greatest sex on the planet. Like that's literally, I used to do talks for teenagers all the time called how to have great sex. We always had high attendance Wednesday night, right? Sure. High <laughs> attendance Sunday. Like this week, I'm going to teach you how to have the greatest sex possible. And we so did, is that our next Sunday series? Absolutely. We'll yeah. Why not? Right. So I'm trying to like, sex is not bad. This is not, sure. you know, Satan. No, this is God. This is God's idea of all the ways God could have chosen to let us reproduce. Amen, God. You know, <laughs> thank you, Lord. Man, that is fantastic. What an incredible thing that God, I mean, he could have just said, all you got to do is high five and then we'll have babies. No, no, God came up with a lot better plan than that. Okay, so this is a good thing. But 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 sin and our society and our world has taken that and has marred it and turned it into everything other than what is good. Right. So if you want to celebrate it the way that God intended it, here's the game plan. Yeah. Follow the game plan and then get back with me and give me a high five. I bet you will. Okay. So these are the talks I have with my boys because (laughs) I'm trying to help them see that this is a good thing. I don't want you to like not think this is good, but I also want you to be aware of everything that's going to try to keep you from experiencing what's good. Right. Listen, I mean, there's been plenty of people who did not do things God's way. They still have a great life. I mean, we're saved by grace. It's not performance-based religion. But if I can get my kids early on to see it from God's perspective, commit themselves mm-hmm. to God's perspective, access the power of the Holy Spirit that's been given to them, talk to me when they feel like they're having a hard time keeping yeah, up with right. God's perspective, that's about the best we can do as parents. Right. Right. You know, they eventually, they ultimately get to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I don't know that. 
and I pray they make good ones, but I mean, I don't have control of that, right. you know? So yeah, that you've got to be the one to lead that charge with your kids. So when yeah. I talk about biblical manhood and womanhood, that's what I'm talking about mm-hmm. and the role we play in their lives to help them see gotcha. that. You know, so speaking of that, you, you talked about these commissioning trips that you've taken with two of your boys when they turn 10. And, and I don't want to get you know, too specific on it, but can you give us like a general framework of what that looks like? Is there maybe some folks out there that go, man, I love this idea, but I don't really know where to start to do that. Yeah. And you don't have to, you know, get on a plane and fly to another de- de- destination. Sure. That may not be, you know, feasible, Um, the point is you remove them from their everyday environment. So there, I mean, we could do an entire podcast on this. There's story after story after story in the Bible where God encounters somebody in a way that kind of broke the monotony of their life. Mm -hmm. They were kind of away, you know, so I feel like that it's good every now and then to just shake up the routine. Mm -hmm. So I get them away. You know, for us, I have taken them on this little trip in two nights. It's not like we're gone forever. And um, I take them to a spot where I know we can talk mm-hmm. and we won't be interrupted and nobody will be able to hear what we're talking about. And I've kind of thought this through and um, I just start talking. Yeah. I just lay it all out for them. Um, this is what people would classically call like the sex talk. Um, I think that's a very underdeveloped way of looking at this. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to help them see, you know, who they are in Christ, who God's called them to be, how this their sexuality is a part of that, but it's not their identity. Right. Their identity is tied to Jesus Christ. Right. But how they go about expressing their sexuality from this point forward matters. And we talk about the way the Lord has shown us, and then I lay out all of the different ways the world will tell them that they can do this. Right. Mm. And I ask them, have you seen that? Have you encountered that? You know, um, and I, every time, yeah. You know, one of the kids in my class, you know, talked about his two dads. Hmm. I thought I heard a girl one time say she didn't have a dad. She had two moms. And so is Hmm. that what you're talking about? Or, you know, I've seen something on TV about, you know, during the month of June, it was like rainbows and pride. And like, what does that mean? And then we talk about, you know, transgenderism. And then we talk, like, we talk about all of it. And then we talk about pornography. And then we talk about smartphones. And we talk about this. And we talk about that. Mm -hmm. And um, their heads are literally spinning off their shoulders (laughs) by the end of the discussion. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. um, Because I've still got another day and a half with them. Yeah. And so what I tell them is like, this is not a one-time conversation. Right. We can talk about this as much as you want to talk about it the rest of this yeah. trip, as little as talk about it, but we'll, I'll keep bringing this stuff up, you know, mm-hmm. like when we get back home and, and then we go back to doing fun stuff. Like right. we, yeah, we yeah. know I've got some things planned that we do and then we'll circle back around at dinner that night. Hey, you got any thoughts about what we thought about today? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Still you know, so I don't force the issue, sure. but, but it's, it's not the, it's not the finish line. It's the starting point. Gotcha. You know? So, you know, once I have those conversations with them, like it's open season. Yeah. At any point, I can talk about anything, and so can Morgan. Hmm. And so, um, you know, if we had daughters, Morgan would be doing this right. with our daughters. Now, I'm, I have an amazing wife, as you guys know. Um, so she decided on her own that she's going to do something like that with them now when they turn 13. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. And um, I don't know what she has planned. Sure. But I can't wait yeah. because I know yeah. it'll be awesome yeah. when they get back with a, a day or two with mom and they tell me some of the things that their mom shared with them. So, you know, that's just intentional. And here's the thing. Nope. The Lord did not show me that in a quiet time, Chad. Another man of God challenged me oh. to do that. We talk about community all the time. Who are yeah. your people? I had a man of God who looked at me um, when my boys were little and challenged me to this. He said, can you do something like that when they're 10? And then he said, and then he gave me a whole other challenge when they turn 18. Hmm. 
Mark Batterson's book we gave away, he yeah. does something with his kids when they turn 12. Okay. There's no like magical age. My parents did that with me when I turned 17, the commissioning thing, the sure. story I shared in the sure. message. Mm-hmm. The point is you just have these milestone markers. Yeah. Like we're intentional about when we do these things with our sure. kids. Yeah. Well, speaking of being intentional, you said to utilize both routine and spontaneity to like to pray with your kids. So how do you set up a system like that? Like you, you routines and then just randomly doing that. Yeah. So find the things that you have to do every day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to eat, we're going to sleep, mm-hmm. we're going to get in our car sometimes, you know, we're going to walk out the front door. Yeah. So if it's already happening, like how can you incorporate prayer into that? That okay. would be the first place. Don't try to add something, you know, to the routine. To, yeah. So, Which you know, I heard is not a good idea to do. It just makes it hard. So, you know, our boys fight us, and the older they get, the more they fight us on bedtime. Yeah. But I, you know, die on the hill every single night that we start the bedtime routine much earlier than they would prefer so that I've left a little bit of margin mm-hmm. to pray with them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we, we work on the things. And then as far as the spontaneity, you know, the passage from First Thessalonians, I believe it is, is pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Well, that verse doesn't literally mean don't ever stop praying. It just means that at all opportunities— Look for the chance to pray. Right. So, you know, hey, how can we pray about this? How can we pray about this? So many times as parents, we're trying to solve problems God doesn't expect us to solve. Yeah. Mm. So our kids have got all kind of issues, all kind of problems, all kind of challenges, and we're like, I have no idea what to do. (laughs) Great. Let's pray about it. Because guess what that's called? Life. How many times do we not know what to do, guys? (laughs) Right, right. So you're training them. When you get to a situation you don't know what to do, here's what we can always do. We pray. Right. Yeah. Do you want to go first or let me go first? And obviously there's a there's an age associated with that. Sure. You know, when they're little, the prayers look a little different. As they yeah. get older, the prayers start to look a little, you know, more developed, so mm-hmm. to speak. But you know, we prayed terrible prayers with our kids when they were little. And listen to them pray like really terrible prayers that were amazingly cute and right, wonderful, right? right? Yeah. So the example I use of prayer, I should have worked this into the message at some point, is you know, I've got folders full of artwork. Um, it used to be hanging up all over my office. It just got to be too much. So, you know, <laughs> but I still have it. Like I've got a whole drawer and a filing cabinet of yeah. nothing but colors and painting and drawings and stuff that my boys have made for me over sure. the years. Okay. I keep it. I don't throw it away. I keep it. I got a whole file folder of it, drawer of it. Okay. And every time they've given me one of those, I've never critiqued it. <laughs> I've never been like, you didn't use the right color selection this time, right. you know? What do you mean? This Boy, the shading green. on this I mean, is just yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah colored outside this the lines again. Like, yeah, you know, what the heck's going on, right? No, it's for this me. Looks nothing like me. Cows aren't blue. Yeah, it's for me. Like, these are my boys. They made this for their dad. I love it. That's yeah. how God views our prayers. Yeah. Okay. That's how God views our prayers. Wow. Your prayer is like a really bad painting that you held up to God and went, can you hang this on your fridge? And God went, absolutely. Wow. I'm going to put it by all the other prayers you've sent up my way. But, but we don't think that way. Mm. You know, but, but God receives our prayers, and that's we're his children. The same way we receive you know, this kind of drawings. If I gave you my boy's drawings, you'd be like, okay. You know, <laughs> but, but your daughter's drawings for you matter. That's you know, right. Paintings matter. That's how God looks at our prayers. And so, you know, yeah, you got to find the ways to help them see that. You know, if your kids are fighting, if y'all don't stop fighting, I'm literally going to make you pray over each other. And then you're going to have to hug it out. I end more arguments that way than That's anything else. Genius. You, you'll yeah. literally be praying for one another and then hugging it out. Yeah. And it's amazing how quickly they get things resolved. Dude, I'm going to use that and tonight. Then still sometimes I'm like, all right, nah, too bad. I'm still praying. Come on, get in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, we do that. I mean, yeah. we have fun with it. We have serious with it. Just 
you know, and we don't that's always cool, get it right, man. but we're trying. That's we're good. trying. That's 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 the thing. really cool, man. That's really good. You know, I think this is a good place for us to kind of kind of wrap up the conversation today. And you know, this is this has been an incredible series. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. I think there's been so much practical advice. You know, uh, both looking at scriptures, what God's word has to say about parenting, uh, and then you know, in this crazy world we live in today, how you know how to how to handle these mm-hmm. things. And uh, I really I love that we wrapped it up with prayer. I think that's yeah. so important. And I just want you know our families of on for us to know like you're not alone. That's right. You know, yeah. we're walking through this together. Right. We don't have it all figured out, but we're going to stick together. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to offer these nights of prayer. You know, we're going to pray for our kids. You got grandkids, pray for your grandkids. We're going to pray for each other. Like you talk about this new reality, you know, it's not just a phase. You know, what does all that mean? I have no idea. I've shared a few thoughts, but let me tell you what I know. We're going to need God and we're going to need each other. That's right. So as a church, we're going to be very strategic about how we do. We're not just going to tell you, "Hey, we all need each other." And then never offer an opportunity for us to do this with one another. Right, right. So, you know, we'll be offering those things throughout the year, and um, it won't be flashy. It won't be fancy. You know, it won't be like we're not trying to wow you or anything sure. like that. We're just trying to say, hey, let's do this together. That's right. And then we'll probably learn from that and then do it better the next time. But, right. you know, that's our commitment. Our commitment is to come alongside you and try to figure this out together, even if that means. You know, we try a few things and then try, but we're okay with that. That's right. You know, we're not trying to get this perfectly executed. We're mm-hmm. just going to try to do it together. That's right. Well, speaking of together, this Friday night, uh, March 11th, based on when you're listening to this, hopefully it's before that, <laughs> yeah. uh, or last Friday night, and it was amazing. No, but uh, this Friday night, March 11th, uh, 6.39, we have our Better Together Women's Night up here at the church. And uh, I talked to Morgan this morning. She was just telling me about sign up. She's kind of keeping an eye on all that. So we had like 150 ladies uh, signed up for it. Awesome, oh, it's going to be incredible. And so they're going to have, uh, they're going to have food, uh, dinner. There's going to be dessert. Morgan keeps talking about dessert. So I, what I, is I, the dessert? I don't know, but they're like super excited about it. So. All, right, so, all right, here's the thing. Since she's my wife, I've got some insight into some oh, things. Okay? Here we go. So I'm just telling you, I'm not going to give it away. Okay. Oh, uh, this is a on, tease. <laughs> you know, the, the meal it's 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 pretty i mean this ain't pizza from papa john's there you go this is a real <laughs> meal i've okay. seen the i've seen it i'm like come on now <laughs> i don't think we ate food that good at my rehearsal dinner all right there so go. we got that the women on this panel i know who they're going to be i've seen the questions that they're going to answer i'm telling you right now it's going to be awesome that's awesome i've seen the free gift that all the women are going to receive okay that i don't even think we've promoted it's going to be awesome I'm pretty sure there's something that's going to be given away that I may not even supposed to be telling people that's also going to be awesome. Okay. And I've seen the worship set of the songs that our worship team is going to lead us in and us. We're not going to be there. Lead the women in, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> right. So, ladies, I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be a great evening. That's awesome. You're going to leave encouraged. You're going to leave refreshed. You're going to leave going, I'm not in this alone. Um, I, I got my people, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't want to miss out. And so, you know, guys, last Last time, like, make sure your wife comes to this event, okay? Yeah. It's totally free, and, and we've invested as a church sure. because we care. This yeah. matters to us. The other thing that's going to happen at this event is you're going to hear about some things that are coming, you know, in our women's ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things on the horizon, and so it's not just like a one-time event and then, you know, okay, there's some things that are actually yeah. going to be launched out of this event. Sure. So it you I mean you don't want to miss it and right. then guys make sure your wives are here and uh, it's going to be an awesome evening. That's that's great. And and if you want to sign up for that like you said completely free 
no cost. It's going to be an incredible event. Uh, you can go to vaughnforest.com slash events. If you go to any of our social media, there's tons of posts on there uh, with links to sign up. And uh, I'm just, I, you did I, a good job with that, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, it's going to be a great <laughs> night. I, I, I know that our ladies are really looking forward to that. Christy has talked about how, how excited she is yeah, for it, so it's going to be a great night. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us on this episode. And Adam, thank you so much for sharing yeah, with us. Looking forward, uh, you know, as we, you know, what God's going to be doing in our next series and uh, looking forward to what God's going to do uh, this Friday night or Women's Night. So on behalf of Adam Bishop, Matt Collins, Sound Guy Harley, and myself, we hope that you have a wonderful week and we will catch you guys next time. <laughs>